thanks very much, Dave, uh, for agreeing to talk to me today. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the learning and teaching strategy for the school, um, what it means, what it means to you, what it might mean to others, um, how we anticipate it, it might be implemented and accepted and, and embraced by other people in the school. Um, so I thought maybe we could just start um, by talking a little bit about what the strategy is, um, what's included in it, um, and, and why we think that those are important ideas that should be included in a strategic level document around learning, teaching and assessment. Yeah, of course, um, Mike, I think that's really important. Uh, there's a concept of strategy I struggle with sometimes because people often write strategic documents that really nobody, very, very few people actually ever read. They're sort of written, they, people spend hours putting them together and then they sit on a shelf somewhere and they're not live documents. So one of the, one of the um, thoughts that we've had about the conference days that we have in the school is that they're used to articulate our own thoughts and feelings about the school strategy so that we're so it doesn't just sit in a shelf on a shelf it does become a sort of a live working document for all of us um we've got a chance to talk about it we've got a chance to influence it we've got a chance to shape it um all of us and i think that's really important so there are three themes within the strategy that are quite relevant to just about all universities, but I think it's how we here at Lincoln manage to um, articulate and manifest those strategies into into the real world, because at the end of the day, it's the real world that makes a difference to our lives and to the lives of the people that we work with. And it's that what it's that what that matters. Uh, any strategy is just a document unless it makes makes a difference to the lives of real people. So the first theme, I guess, is about learning and teaching, about student engagement, about teaching, how we how we help people to learn who come to this place. Um, that's a huge part of our role and how we do it um, will change from time as time progresses. And I think what one of the things that I want to engage us all in debate is how this is going to change, how we're going to be part of a changing world as we move forward. Um, digital innovation is a key part of that future world, but it's not all of the future world. And we've got so much, so much that we've learnt from the past five years, ten years. Um, we don't want to throw that out. We don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. We want to continually evolve and learn from what's happened to us in the past. So the first part of the strategy is to look at teaching and learning and um how we experience students in this one community that we're part of. Um, can I just talk about learning communities, Michael? Yeah, absolutely. Um, for me, all universities should be learning communities. Learning communities are hugely important, I think, in our school. Uh, and learning community isn't about staff and students. It's about us as one community learning all the time. All organisations should be learning organisations and all universities especially should be learning organisations. I guess in my experience, sometimes I've found universities to not really be learning organisations. Yeah, we teach our students, but um, the organisation itself is so fixated in managerial processes that it ends up not really being a learning organisation or a tick box organisation. 
Lincoln isn't that place. Of course, we've got things that we have to do and boxes we have to tick. But fundamentally, Lincoln is still a place that is open to learning. And I want us as a community to develop that. We all, we're all here to learn. We all learn every day. We're not the learned and the learn, the learning. We are just one community of people that learn from everything that we do. And that concept and that ethos is hugely important to us. I think if we get that right, we'll all enjoy our jobs a lot more. But the students that we work with will benefit from that enthusiasm we've got for learning. And they'll feel part of our community as well, rather than an us and them type situation with the experts and the novices. We're all learning and that's a hugely important aspect of our culture moving forward. And what I would love to actually, if when I leave the University of Lincoln, to look back and be proud of trying to be part of that community, that learning community that's here. You said something a little bit earlier that kind of struck with me. You mentioned this idea of thoughts and feelings, and and I would extend that maybe to include this idea of values. Like, what is the role of that kind of language in um, LTA strategies? Because I, I get the sense, like you, that LTA strategies tend to be quite uh, bureaucratic documents. Um, they talk about engagement, and and they kind of lead to this box ticking approach to developing a community, but. That doesn't really, in my mind, doesn't really align well with this idea of, of values. Um, how do we take this idea of a strategic document and make it, um, how do we live the values that we might want to articulate in these kind of strategic documents when, like you say, they tend to be written to tick a box, they sit on the shelf, and then nobody looks at it again until we review it in three years' time? I think there's a place for metrics. I think it's really important that we know where our students are on the journey that they're going through. Um, when the metrics take over from our values and our passion and our beliefs, that's when I think the organisation's moving in the wrong direction. So I want every one of our students to pass. Uh, I want every one of our students to be the best that they can be. So it's how do we create that environment where they can be the best that they can be? Now, if we're ticking boxes and we're managerially enforcing their attendance, that's not really developing a culture that and that gets the best from them and allows them to learn. And so it's having that open culture, that supportive culture that recognises we're all important. We're not, it's not staff and students. Everyone has a name, everyone has a, a, a part to play in this world that we live in. When we get that culture right and that ethos right, it's not all about students. It's not all about staff. It's not all about the university. It's all about all of us. When we get that culture right, then the strategy will become real and become embedded in the way that we think. And then the metrics will follow. If we start to be driven by the metrics, then we're chasing metrics rather than we're chasing quality. And I want to chase quality. And I believe that the metrics that we have to report on will follow. Um, so it's about, as you said, Michael, it's about having those values in place and always living our values um, and using data to support that we are creating that learning community and learning environment. First, the first component is around um, learning and teaching and our relationship with students. But there are two other um, big parts of the school strategy, school strategies from from now until 2027. And the second part is about um, 
research and how we become a research intensive or research informed university. Either way, I'm not sure I want to distinguish between research intensive. I think we should all be, we're a university, we're there to be a learning community. We need to be creating new knowledge. So we all need to be involved in activity that contributes to that new knowledge. So I think the second part of the strategy is to try and develop a culture within the school that helps us to all embrace research, scholarly activity, consultancy activity, all these aspects that help us to help generate and create new knowledge, which will be beneficial to people in Lincolnshire, in Lincoln, in Lincolnshire and in the wider world. Um, it feels like as a university, if we just do teaching and learning, we're not a university. It's having that um, passion for um, generating new knowledge, new ideas, new thoughts, not getting tied down or tied up in the word research, but getting tied up in the terms around generating new ideas, new thinking, new concepts. That's what should excite us, not not the research word, but the idea of generating something new. And if we're in this place and we're part of this learning community, it feels to me that we can't we can't not do research. We can't not generate new knowledge because it's part of our DNA. It's part of who we are. It's part of how we want to inform our students. We're not just cascading knowledge from other clever people. We are creative, imaginative people and we are creating that knowledge. And we need to recognise ourselves in that context, not just be driven by teaching, marking, teaching, marking. And I think somehow, I don't think the school's in that place. The school generates huge amounts of research, but we need every one of us to recognise that we can play a part in this journey. I guess when I, when I first came to university, I was a bit scared of the research word. I thought it was something that I couldn't do. Um, and I wonder whether there are people that think that it's just out there league to do research, big income research. And I think we need a strategy that helps us to feel more confident and taking smaller steps, maybe. But recognising there's a breadth of ways that we can generate new knowledge that's relevant and legitimate and helps us to contribute to, to a research agenda, but helps us to contribute contribute to um, a university. What what makes a university a university? which is about new ideas, new thinking, um, helping people to create those new ways. Yeah, I like to think of uh, the difference between scholarship and research, where research is under the kind of broader umbrella of scholarly activity, which can include teaching, service, um, scholarship of integration. Um, and all of these things are about coming to a, a deeper understanding, a sense making of what it is that we do. Um, within the, the um, uh, academic project. Um, so I, I like that distinguishing between scholarship and, and you're right, I think a lot of people see research and it's it's scary because it's not something that they've ever been inducted into. So the language and the socialization around those practices are not something that they feel comfortable with. Um, and yet all of our teachers, we can have a conversation about, you know, being evidence-based, evidence-informed. They're all, they're all professionals in their discipline. Um, if you think about a patient, a patient is an N equals one case study. Um, and so all of our colleagues are 
familiar with the understanding that you can make an observation of a patient, gather data, interpret the data, analyze it, and then use your understanding of the evidence base to try something new and innovative uh, with the patient. So I think everyone's very comfortable with that process. And then as soon as we start talking about research, um, then it, it can be off-putting. And so I like this idea of scholarship as an approach to getting people to think about what everything that they do as a form of scholarship and how it can be rigorous and academic um, and contribute to an understanding, a better understanding of, of their professions. Um, so I really like that idea of, of making research and the, the tools of research um, more broadly um, available to, to colleagues across the school. So, like when I first started, uh, I'd come from practice. I'd got a lot of experience of being in practice and I'd got lots of I'd opened and started a number of new organisations as part of my time when I was in practice. And then I came into the university and a guy was talking to me about positivism and I thought that was really great. I thought that was smiley faces. So and when I found out that it wasn't, I felt really uh, disempowered and small because I didn't have the language or the knowledge. And I think within our school, we should never, never get stuck in language and knowledge. I love that concept that you talked about, about, you know, the patient journey. We're all we're all we've all got the skills and the knowledge and the experience and the wisdom to think about how to create new knowledge. And we need to embrace it and, and bottle it, really. Yeah. So what, what is the last thing in the in the strategy that uh, the last concept um, that you're going to talk about? The last concept is about the staff. It's about the culture within the school um, and how we make this place a compassionate um, learning, one learning community, a place where we want to come uh, uh, so that it's not just a job. Um, I'd hate it if I had to come to this place as a job and it was a chore and a drain on my life and I just looked forward to the end of the working day. And, you know, don't worry, I've only got so many years till I retire. That's such a dreadful place for me to be. So I think I've been at the University of Lincoln for about 18 months now, and I really like it here. really like the, the feel of the place, the way it works. Of course, there are bad parts to it, but there are bad, bad parts to all jobs. It's still a good place to be. And I think together, one community... And I don't want that to sound like some sort of cheesy tagline, but us as one community can make it a brilliant place to be. Um, and a, and some we should be creating an. Um, this is a great job. We're very lucky to be in it. We need to be telling to people how lucky we are. And these jobs are precious. Um, there should be huge competition to get into this university. Um, so. That I find it sad when I hear that colleagues are struggling with an identity within the school and struggling within struggling to manage and finding it all too hard and it's stressful and because it shouldn't be like that. So our culture, our people, what are we if we're not if, if it's all down to the people, in my view. So we need to create an environment where all of us thrive and be the best that we can be, because that's the only way we'll be able to teach our students uh, and empower our students, make them the best that they can be. And through that, that's the only way we'll be able to um, 
to to generate that new knowledge, that's that scholarly activity, that research. So the sec the third part of our learning uh, of our school's strategy is around um, our culture, our people, our, how we help to develop people. And again, there's there'll be targets associated with it, but it's not about the targets. It's all about the culture. Um, the targets will be achieved if we get our culture right, rather than just chasing targets. Yeah. I mean, one of the biggest challenges with any organization is this idea that culture eats strategy for breakfast. Um, yeah. The idea that it doesn't matter how good your strategy is. It doesn't matter how good your your metrics are. Um, if your culture is not supportive of those metrics, um, of the strategy, then everything falls apart. So it's almost like, you know, that culture is the starting point, And from that, everything flows. With a with a bad culture, nothing's going to work. With a great culture, you'll get through any of your challenges. Absolutely. And we all create the culture. Um, it's not the job of the leader to create the culture. We're all creating the culture every day in every conversation that we have. And what's exciting about the University of Lincoln is we have had a lot of changes over the last few years. And that's and we've lost some brilliant people during that time. That's given us, again, an opportunity to look with open eyes about what, how we do do things and how we do talk to each other. And we don't want to lose whatever was great at Lincoln before, but we do want to move it forward and for it to become a brilliant place for us all to be. Um, I think that's really the other parts of, as you said, strategy, culture, each strategy, the other parts of the um, school's um, strategy will be achieved if we get the people part right. Um, and we're all struggling really in this building. There's lots, there's no easy answers to this. But we've all got answers to this, but we're trying to kind of create an identity post COVID where we want to be able to work from home, but we also want a fantastic working environment in the office as well. And there's some contradictions in there that we've got to work through and work out. Um, but, we, but we can only do that together. We can't expect the university, whoever that is, to tell us and it'd be great. We've got to do that together and create that together. And sometimes yeah. I think sometimes that means hard work for all of us. That isn't necessarily marked, assessed, taught. It's just it's what we have to do to create this place for it to be as good as it can be, rather than relying on them, whoever they are, to tell us what to do and think. Yeah, I always uh, think. Um, uh, as you said, like we are the institution um, and there can be this tendency to want to externalize the the problem. If the problem sits outside of our control. It always sits with them, uh, as you say, whoever they are. It's often the university, isn't it? Yeah. We are the university. Yeah. And this is the thing, the, the thing that I've always said. You know, we're in the classrooms. We're on the committees. We're doing the research. Um, you know, it's it's all us. It's all this community. Um, and so I think there's there's this. For me, it's really important that we're able to shift that locus of control, that agency inside ourselves and to say, well, if the situation doesn't suit you, if it's not aligned with what you think it should be, what are you going to do about it? Um, yeah. So I think that needs to be the, the culture is to look around and say, that this is mine. This place is mine. Um, what is my role in, in making it better in making it the place that I want to be? And we've got so much potential to be a fabulous 
to be better than we are because it's not bad now pretty good now but we can make it better but we can only make it better together we can't make it better on our own so. yeah cool on that note uh, we're gonna wrap it up thanks very much dave i really appreciate uh, you setting aside some time for this conversation brilliant thank you